0: Deplorable. Um, I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we're the one we go. Our Bibles and talks of bread and wine indoctrinate our children. Throw the world into decline. <laughs> we the people we need to stand firm and understand. Without liberty and freedom, all we have is dirt and land. Holding the sword high, i will stand firmly through the pain. the end of my life decision you should make i will be your servant and a warrior so you will take we may fall holding the Thank line yeah may fall, fall but we'll be fine the world will see Hello, the
1: will good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? Another beautiful, beautiful day. Nice and cool here. I'm loving it. Rained a little bit, but we're good, and going good now. So I hope you guys are having a comfortable weekend or a comfortable weekend. We're heading into the weekend and you have some nice weather as well. Guys, we had a great show last night, if you didn't get to hear it. on um, Episode 42, we had the little roundtable, we had MSM Liars, we had Dustin Nemos, phenomenal conversation, and if you did not get a chance to hear Godcast tonight, go back and check it out, as I will be too. always love those shows, so make sure that you check them out, support your uh, podcasters who are doing some phenomenal work in the name of our Lord Almighty, Douglas as well, Conley, Scott, and a lot of others that are just heavily working to spread a little bit of truth. So just go give the love, say hello. But guys, this is Kilt to Christian episode 483, Offspring of Fallen Angels. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And once again, for those of you that did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, so thankful you were here. God bless you all. Um, we're going to go ahead and say hello to Livin, and we'll talk about what we're going to get into tonight. Livin, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. It's been a really quiet day. It's nice. The weather's great. And the chicks are doing good.
1: Yep. Steve Cusick is ruling the roost, (laughs) literally, literally.
2: Literally ruined Yeah. Steve Cusick is pretty cool little chick.
1: Yeah, literally ruling the roost. Um, Bob, hey, brother, how are you doing? Glad to see you. Hope Mark isn't listening, too. Love you guys very, very much. Um, So tonight's topic, I'm going to kind of carry on a little bit from last night once we get to that topic. And uh, we were talking about Nephilim bloodlines and so forth. So tonight I'm doing one on uh, who are the Nephilim in the Bible And then the four origin theories that are kind of um, with that. Like I said, the Bible talks about it, doesn't get into it. You can find more about it in like the book of Enoch, which is outside of Scripture. Um, Nonetheless, interesting reads Um, and an interesting topic too, because these are the things that you really didn't hear too much about when you were sitting in church as a kid. Um, I I tell you, I may not have been drawn on the pamphlet when I was a kid. (laughs) That was my (laughs) problem. I'd go to church and pull out the little pencil and draw on the itinerary, all church, and really not listen to much. And, you know, there's no point at that, you know, if you're not really pulled into it. But as an adult, I have a better appreciation of God's Scripture than I did as a child. So now I don't draw on the pamphlet any better yeah. I
0: don't either.
1: But I'm um, grateful to see you all. I hope you all had an absolutely beautiful week. MSM Liars, love you, brother man. It was great to see you. Phenomenal show last night. Always, absolutely. Always um, great conversations. The questions that we got were pretty awesome. Um, like I said, we are going to be uh, – making our little hat hoodie and uh shirt orders so we can get the shirts and the hoodies made here and the hats made elsewhere because I don't have an engraving machine or the time really to do it. So we will have those and they'll be ready um, by hopefully beginning of December when we will do our uh, Q and a, and I, Dustin Nemo's will be part of that as well. I'm sure MSM liars will be here with we'll us kind of make it a little family event. And then um, if we do something on Christmas, we more than likely will I mean, you yeah. know, Get together, family, pray a little bit, and uh, probably have some people pop in. So that would be pretty cool. As well as uh, our 500th episode is going to be, I think, the day after Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken. So that's pretty cool so. that we've we've come that far in a couple of years. Um, so it's going to be pretty neat. And uh, we will more than likely also have a Thanksgiving, I'm uh, probably like an hour long, just to kind of gather together, give thanks, give love, say hello to everybody, do a little bit of praying and so forth like that. Tomorrow we will not be doing a show. I've got to work tomorrow. I've got to do a lot of stuff around the house as well as my job job. So I'll be doing that throughout the day. We'll be back on Sunday and a uh, boilerman should be here with us as well. He couldn't make it last night. Obviously he, he was heading home from work, had some uh, problems staying with the internet connection. So we will get that up. Yeah. Bob greenhouse is on the agenda. <laughs> it's on the agenda this week. I literally said it's going to be done by Sunday. So, um, I'm almost giving up on the directions, and mm. I'm just going to start drilling the holes that I think need to go where they need to go and start putting the glass up. I'm going to do it our way. Yeah, you know, no kidding. The, the man way. Throw the instructions away, throw them in a fire, and just get to it. You know, same thing with instructions. I will oh, yeah. find where I need to go before I get out of my car and, hey, where do I need to go? That's how we do it. So I um, hope everyone's doing well. got a little bit of news to go through, um, first and foremost, because there's a whole lot of it, but... Just some pretty interesting things going on. It's not all bad. It's just how do you perceive it? How do you look at it? Um, you know, we, I know that there's a lot of talk and not a lot gets done, but there's a lot of things in action right now just all of a sudden. And I mean, I mean this week. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of things. And I was going through a little list, and then literally the list got a little bit bigger yesterday, got a little bit bigger today of all the things that are going on. So we'll go through some of it. But first off, um, we had the uh, sensor of Talib, which is – a step it's not a big deal she needs to be removed from congress yes, completely but it's a step that they took she was censored so i believe that means that she'll be removed from committees none of these women they need to go after Elon omar and all of these other um commies first get them out of our get them out of our uh, government um, they shouldn't be there to begin with we need to fix this problem tear the temple down Hey, Steve Kuzik, mm-hmm. great to see you. And we were just saying that Steve Kuzik, the chicken over here, is, is literally ruling the roost, man. That, the chicken's awesome. <laughs> he just gives everybody light pecks and was like, all right, no, <laughs> you need to go that way. So yeah. he's definitely, he's the, are there alpha chickens? Because uh, well, I don't know, yes.
2: because he chucks around. In yeah, there Steve
1: Kuzik like is the alpha chicken.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's the boss.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. A, a, a pecker head. <laughs> he is a pecker head. <laughs> that is true. And that's not dirty. We're talking about chickens. They, yes. They, they yeah, chickens. Waddle and pack. Make
2: sure that it, the chickens are mentioned.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, um, t- also, we have uh, MTG who announced the uh, um, resolution to impeach Mayorkas, and we need to get them out of the way as well. Mar- Mayorkas needs to go. edge, they're putting something through to where he gets a dollar a year, and hoping that he ends up resigning, only making a dollar a year. And then, um, as well, our uh, press secretary, Cabbage Patch, um, I don't think that's her legal name, but that's what I like to call her. And uh, she is also being put in the same position where they're going to be giving her like a dollar a year in hopes that she ends up getting the boot as well. So, um, that, there was a couple of attorney generals in different states, Michigan's one of them, that they're going after because they did not go after voter fraud. Um, That's another pretty big deal. Um, the Trump case over that there's going on pretty much everywhere. All those things are falling apart. The lawyers that were in Georgia were told to bring in ballots and they couldn't supply the ballots because the ballots were, you know, removed, disappeared, thrown away, put into the fire. Who knows? But they couldn't produce it. So all the lawyers quit. So now there's no lawyers on their side. Um, you know, that's another good thing. The DC thing is kind of under investigation as well, as well as um, Laura Loomer, who's been digging into the background of all the family members of this judge who is um, presiding over the case that Trump is under right now. And they're all Trump haters. And it's not just your your natural Trump haters. These are like the true Trump haters, the ones that put it all over social media on their LinkedIn. So when she ended up catching them, they locked down all their accounts first off. But, you know, we live in a world right now where everybody gets screenshots before they even – out them because they know what's going to happen. They removed their LinkedIn and stuff as well. So this is basically a compromise. I mean, or a, uh, this is basically showing that this isn't working out for them, that they don't need to be where they are. It's a conflict of interest. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a conflict of interest. So this may end up being on this trial. So we'll see where all this is going. It's getting more and more interesting, but I got some even cooler things that are going to be coming up here in a moment that I'll get into. So, um, this is a big story. So this is Paul Sperry investigators suspect prostitution ring may have been part of a Chinese espionage plot targeting high-tech government um, contracting centers like Cambridge and Tyson's Corner and many other things. So this involves people in our government, high military, high-ranking military officers and so forth that were caught up in this prostitution ring. So there's a couple of things that I think all mesh together, and um, I'm going to go ahead through those as well. And I think, you know, this probably falls in with Fang Fang, with Chihuahua, if you guys remember that. I bet Fang Fang falls into this little um, prostitution ring that the Chinese had set up, probably creating a little blackmail list, I'm sure. But then we've got Senator Marsha Blackburn announces subpoenas for Jeffrey Ebsen's flight logs, and I'll get into that more in a moment too, as well as the four police officers that are um, uh, sheriffs over in Los Angeles that committed suicide within a two-day period, which is astronomical. I got a feeling that all of these things fall together and, you know, Q and, and I'm got some interesting stuff here on Q and I don't really talk about it too much anymore. I did back in the day, but these are pretty interesting and they're timed perfectly. Like once again, no coincidences whatsoever. Um, they mentioned suicide weekend. So I'd imagine if they are going forward, truly going forward with the release of these black books and, uh, um, Senator Blackburn is pretty hardcore about this. Like she was saying, we need to know who was on it, what they were involved in and so forth getting to the bottom of it. So I'd imagine that's the reason these four um, sheriffs ended up killing themselves. I bet that they were caught up in this because they were paid off to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we'll see, um, you know, that that falls into it. I hope that this does come out and this isn't more just talk, but at the very least um, it's being introduced back into the public eye again for people who are asking questions, trying to find out what Jeffrey Epstein was. Um, remember that Glenn Maxwell is supposed to be releasing some of those names as well. So I'm, I'm thinking that all of these things kind of fit in together. So this, uh, I don't like the whole um, Nasara Jasara thing personally, um, but they are kind of, alluding to it now in the mainstream media. So they're talking about debt elimination in um, monthly stipends. See, in my opinion, this isn't a good thing. Even if it is legit, it's not a good thing. This is just a way to get us pulled into this uh, central banking digital system that none of us want to be part of. They'll give you they'll offer you something awesome. And you're like, oh, cool. You're going to give me 250 grand in my bank account. Awesome. Yeah, I'll take a digital system only to pull you into the digital system. But remember our money's not backed by anything anymore. So that money that they put in your bank account is going to be worthless as well. Um, but they are talking about it. They've talked about it on CNN, CBS. They've talked about it on Fox about quote debt elimination. And, uh, yeah, we know that this is just, uh, just a trap. They're putting a nice little peanut butter cup out there seeing who's going to grab it or, uh, the Reese's Pieces, and, and, you know, like uh, E.T. was following them. Yeah, that's all they're doing. They're going to pull us into a trap, guaranteed. So um, Donald Trump says that he would consider Tucker Carlson as his vice presidential pick. Um, What are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I go back and forth because I, you know, part of me thinks that Tucker Carlson's paid opposition, but he's been doing a pretty phenomenal job since he got let go of, Fox. And I think the shackles were released and he's really coming out and he's, he's basically talking about the stuff that I want to hear about. So I would rather go listen to what he's got to say than listening to what our media has to say. So it would be pretty interesting. And as far as all the people out there that could possibly or potentially be a vice president, um, I would pick Tucker over many of those, um, because he's a pain in everyone's butt, just like Trump is. So at least it would be a good show. Um, mm-hmm. plus I will be Happily waiting for the Tucker interview with Julian Assange, which should be coming out here soon because he went and interviewed him last week. And as I said, you know, it's not like our shows that we do where we pretty much get all of this stuff together, do them live and get them out. His stuff is edited now, so it may take a week or so of them editing through the couple of hours of footage that he got to narrow it down to the hour of Tucker's show. Um And and I want to hear what he's got to say because really when it comes down to it, Julian Assange is kind of a key to all of this because he knew what was going on. He knew about the Seth Rich thing. And uh, Julian Assange um, released a lot of valuable information, which were those emails that got released a while back. Our government, our media spent so much time arguing about where it came from that they had everybody arguing about the same thing. And not many people were taking time to go read those emails because it was like 30,000 of them. Um, because apparently where it came from is more important than the content that was in those things, which is pretty bad. They we talked about Gilgamesh. They talked about sacrificing chickens and kids and, and pizza and ice cream parties and all those, those nasty little things that we all know about. So there was a lot of incriminating stuff in there, but they kind of pushed that out of the way. They did the same thing with Tucker's Laptop, where did it come from, um, the same thing that they're doing now with this manifesto. You know, they are trying to get people so focused on who released it and where it came from that no one's actually paying attention to the content that was in there. And they're, you know some of them are trying to say that this stuff, oh, it was manufactured, it wasn't real, and so on. But why are you doing an investigation to hold these people accountable for something that wasn't real? That's my question. So they basically admitted it without admitting it because they're all stupid. Um, next, uh, I'm going to put this out there. This is uh, Sun Tzu on Twitter. He goes, do what you want with this. Pinellas County, Florida, home of Church of Scientology, David um, Muscovige, Muscovige, or whatever his name is, former head of Church of Scientology, is being sued in the U.S. Federal Court for human trafficking. Okay? So, once again, does this fall into the same category that all this other stuff seems to be falling into? Into the, uh, hopefully, the flight logs that are going to be released here soon. I hope so, but there's a lot of little things like this that are all all of a sudden coming out. And like I said, all the, everything that I've listed happened this week. So, um interesting interesting to be. So, what's well, that text deplorable says, "No, General Flynn is VP. Check this out, Texas deplorable You guys may be interested in this." Um uh we may be bringing Mary Flynn on. We we chatted uh with Steve. Still Steve he was contact with him and uh she showed interest in wanting to come back on this show. We we had a really great friendship um, over the years, and uh, I would love to just ask her some personal questions as well because there seems to be a little bit of division in that family as well between with uh, General Flynn supporting um, Trump and then Joe Flynn supporting uh, Kennedy. Kind of weird, but I guess it's like that in every family. But yeah, it would be a great conversation. We're in talk with that, so hopefully within the next week or so we'll actually have – Flynn on, and we'll be talking to her, you know, just asking her some questions about this kind of stuff, but we're going to focus on what her big focus is right now, and that's exposing um, the CPS, child trafficking, and so forth like that. That's kind she's of her... She's really involved she's in that. She's really involved really in that, involved. exactly. So that'll be a a fun episode nonetheless, especially to hear what she is doing with that, because that has been a big focus on hers, um, at least over the last five years. We talked Absolutely. about it. We had her, what, five times, I think, on uh-huh. Patriot Transition Boys, so... That'd be pretty cool to get back with her. And it'll be, nonetheless, it's always a fun conversation. Um, And they said that election rigging doesn't happen. Well, Indiana woman was arrested delivering 400 ballots with Democrat candidate pre-marked. I mean, what could go wrong in this mail-in ballot stuff, right? So more of this stuff's coming out. More of these people being arrested. They don't talk about it on the mainstream media, but this stuff is happening. Um, The reason they don't talk about it on the mainstream media is because then they would be admitting that we're not crazy. And then eventually it would admit that the January 6th thing um, should have happened. We should have gone there. We should have stood up for our rights as we should have. And as they did, um, but they're avoiding the mainstream media because then they admit that they're liars and there's going to be a point, And I'm telling you, we discussed this last night um, after the show, there's going to be a point where so much stuff comes out all at one time that the mainstream media is not going to be able to avoid it because then they look like they're avoiding it. Um, so we will see. Yeah, I was I was warned not to go to um, Skin of the Game. We decided to um, not to go in the last minute because we wanted to have a place where we knew we had reception, which was where I was living, so that we could actually do interviews from January 6th live. And we, we spent, um, what I think, three or yeah. four hours um, yes. doing that on January 6th and had all kinds of people that were in there. Yeah, but Antifa, that was the reason I was told not to go to is that they were going to be infiltrated. So... Three-letter agencies' budgets being slashed, subpoenas going out to corrupt Democrats. So there's a lot of subpoenas going out to corrupt Democrats, including the Biden family. Um, Subpoenas issued today for the release of the Edstein flight logs. So there are things that are happening right now. The question is, is this just talk? Is this stuff really going to go anywhere? Um, I hope so. And like I said, I think that a lot of what we're seeing right now um, ultimately ties in together. So um, I'm gonna give you, this is this is Marsha Blatburn. I'm gonna kind of give you some quotes of what she's saying. So US Senator Marsha Blackburn just subpoenaed the flight logs from Jeffrey Epstein's estate to investigate the numerous allegations of human trafficking and sexual abuse. Quote, I think it is very important that we identify everyone who was on the plane, how many trips they took on the plane, and the destinations to which they arrived. So I'm pleasantly shocked to see a member of the Senate actually make a request like this and I pray that she has protection because she is literally going to need some protection, especially with this is probably the most taboo. This is more taboo than the laptop from hell, which they keep calling Hunter's laptop the laptop from hell. In my opinion, the laptop from hell is the Wiener laptop because it's a whole lot worse. As bad as the Hunter laptop was, the Wiener laptop's a whole lot worse. Then you've got the Enron laptop. There's multiple laptops out there right now. All of it got dropped. Um, they need to get these out. The Wiener laptop. There were nine officers that actually saw the content that was on here. And out of those nine, there's only two alive today, wow. if that tells you anything. And this, this was right before Trump um, became president. So it wasn't all that long ago. But there's only a couple um, that are alive today. So they're either being removed. They always say suicide. I say Clinton-sided. Um, you know, there was a joke that I saw today with Hillary Clinton going, I, am, I regret and I'm so sorry to hear about the suicide of uh, Mar- Marcia Blackburn and then uh, there was another little clip underneath it from Bill going, oh, that's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Nancy's laptop. Rhonda that thank you. Yeah, then there's Nancy's laptop. But yeah, she needs to be protected right now. So definitely keep uh, Marcia Blackburn in your prayers because this is like probably the most taboo topic of all because this is, exposes a lot and it's nonpartisan. So you really can't, you know, There's there's as many Republicans on there as there are Democrats. And, you know, I've had people like, well, you would support Trump if anything, you know, went down. I'm like, look, if Trump was on that list and I knew that he went to Epstein Island too, trust me, I'd be as hard on him as I am on anybody. I don't care how much I like and respect somebody. And I'm not saying that I feel that way about Trump, but just anybody in general, if they're involved in something like this. They need to go, and I will stand firmly behind any kind of prosecution or justice that comes along with it, period. Um, so this is interesting. These are a couple of things, and, you know, for those of you that, that just didn't hate Q or don't follow them or never did anything like that, apologies. But these are things that you really can't argue, which is very interesting. So eleven eleven, which is Saturday. Um, there was, you know, talk a while back about, um, the martial law or, um, EBS being activated. And I don't really know if that's going to happen, but this is interesting. That kind of goes along with it is Trump, um, always, he schedules his rallies like way out. I'm talking like two or three months in advance. Um, there are zero Trump rallies scheduled after 11, 11. As a matter of fact, tomorrow, 11, 11 is the last Trump rally that is scheduled period. And I'm sure they may come up with more, but it's still interesting that he has nothing scheduled out and they're pretty good about at least, you know, putting the next three or four out as one ends, they'll put more out, but there's nothing out there right now. So it is interesting. And I've been saying that my guts, I mean, I've been saying this for six months is November is the month to watch. Um, and it's already been pretty crazy. And there's a lot of stuff that's just being exposed to the public and regardless of how we feel about who we trust in the government or anything like that at this point it's not about justice it's more about exposure and i can say this god promised that all evil would be exposed so i don't trust our world i don't trust the politicians but i trust my heavenly father and when my heavenly father says hey everything will be exposed i believe it so just keep on praying that this stuff actually goes somewhere and this wakes some more people up and then brings them back to the Lord Almighty, or makes them seek them in the first place. This is where we need to do our job and just embrace the moment, seize the moment, and start utilizing these opportunities of exposure to help wake other people up, more importantly, to our Heavenly Father. So, next on the Q thing, which is, like I said, this is, these are interesting. So, there was an article that, okay, first off, let me get my phone out because I actually have this thing saved up on my phone. Um, I did a lot of research on this today just to kind of verify some things. So on January 5th of 2019, there was a Q drop that said we are two days ahead of schedule. All right. So this was a while back, but it says we are two days ahead of schedule. And I'll tell you why that's important. So two days ago, or excuse me, on, on the, yeah. So on the 8th, there was an article that came out on the, from the New York Times. And right right on the front of the paper, it said... The Hunters or the Hunter will become the hunted. All right. Um, That was like literally filled up the entire front page. Hunter will become the hunted. So on October 14th, um, there was uh, a headline. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Because originally, yeah, originally um, it was on the 14th of October where the subpoenas were first being talked about being released. So those things were released officially yesterday. But the first time that they were spoken of that they were going to release these subpoenas just happened to be on October 16th. So, apologies. So, remember, two days ahead of schedule, all right? So, the 14th, 15th, 60s, that's two days ahead of schedule. There was a queue drop on October 14th, 2020 that said, Hunters become the hunted. And like I said, that was the uh, front page of the New York Times. Oddly enough, two days after the queue date, but remember, In January of 2019 it said we're two days ahead of schedule so it doesn't stop there because that to me was pretty interesting so ask yourself how three years ahead of time that they were making this call ask yourself does quantum computing have something to do with this how does this continue to happen nonetheless the timing of it is interesting especially when you know about the two days ahead of schedule so next on the Q thing um I came across these last night as I was uh, waiting for everything to load up to the file transfer, the press transfer um of the work that I was doing. And listen to this. So um a Q drop that came out in uh November 11th. Okay? So tomorrow's November 11th. But 2 days ago um there was an ar- or there was a, an ar- or excuse me, an arrest of Gambino family. So Breaking news on November 9th, 2023, 10 members of the Gambino family were indicted. And then remember that Q drop, which was November 11th, so two days ahead of schedule, the calm before the storm. um, And it says also superheaded mob prosecutions of the Gambino family. So once again, we have got two things now Mm -hmm. that line up right on the date that they were dropped but then followed through with the we are now two days ahead of schedule, all right? So are we over? No, we're not, because it was actually something else that popped up that fell into the same thing, and where did it go?
2: It's interesting that the crime families were...
1: Yeah, so there was one more, and it has been removed, (laughs) go figure, but there was actually one more thing that lined up dead on the time that it was mentioned by Q, but two days... Earlier, you know, because like I said, two days ahead of schedule. So there are three things that happened this week that all line up on the date that mm-hmm. it, that Q dropped this. So, you know, I can see, you know, I, it's it's like this, guys. A clock, a broken clock is still right twice a day. I understand that, but what are the odds that word for word, the hunter becomes the hunted, was actually posted on that date that you know during you know years later of the Q drop, but on the date that it was dropped. And then the same thing with the Gambino and family, family. arrest, mm-hmm. you know I mean? I can see going there will be arrest on, you know, November 11th and, you know, they're being arrested and everyone's going, Hey, look, I got that right. But this is like specific. Mm-hmm. This was Gambino family. So 10 members of them were arrested and I'd imagine it falls right back into what we were talking about. So, you know, I, I am not going to hold my breath, but it's still really interesting and the timing is phenomenal. Um. So in the last few years, the FBI got caught, covering up Hunter Biden's laptop full of espionage crimes on the Biden and lying about um, Russian disinformation, set up election protesters using an unindicted and co-conspirators like Ray Epps and whoever laid the pipe bomb out on that day, framed the mentally ill man that referred to himself as Captain Autism for fake kidnapping of a Governor Whitmer, if you guys recall that one, poorly covered up Las Vegas shooting that took place, um, they've also let loads of other things go, um, focusing more on January six people as compared to the people that literally burned down the country: Black Lives Matter, Antifa, now the Palestinian protesters. So once again, um, you know, they are talking in the Congress about defunding the uh, defunding FBI, but at the same time, um, they just voted in to send another three hundred million dollars over to build their new establishment or their new um, headquarters which is like absolutely ridiculous. And it was 70 um, Republicans that went along with that. So we got a fight between bad and worse. I don't want to say good and bad because I don't really trust anybody in our our government, but bad and worse that are going on right now. Um, Now Republican speaker of the house of representatives, Mike Johnson, Speaker Johnson claims there is insufficient evidence at the moment To initiate formal impeachment proceedings against President Biden. And I know a lot of people were pretty pissed off about that today. And uh, I was like, what the heck, myself. But then I stopped and I was like, wait a minute. Well, they did just release um, the subpoenas Mm -hmm. yesterday. So um, we don't play the game that the Democrat does. So I I don't say that I'm trusting him on this. I'm saying I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for the moment until I can dig in and find out a little bit more. But um, the Democrats they rush into it and they don't have their their eyes dotted and their T's crossed. So what's going to happen is Trump got off every single time on everything that they go after him for. We're going after some evil, corrupt people. So if we bring anything up to a court, to a congressional hearing, or anything like that, we need to have every single detail ready to go. And in my opinion, by say, by our Speaker of the House saying, "Well, at the moment we don't have you know we have insufficient evidence." You're basically um, making them relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you pull them into the subpoenas, you don't tell them what you have. You ask the question, do you let them lie? Yep. And then you bring out the information that you do have because there's loads of information. And if we have something, if we truly have something honest being done right now, and this isn't just another circus. This is how I would play the game. I would let them expose themselves. And then I would pull out the truth And be like not only get them perjury and show that they're willing to lie which also kind of goes back to all the other liars that have been in congress so i'm hoping that this is just a big house of cards falling um like i said do i trust our government or anyone in it absolutely not but i do trust the promise that our heavenly father made that all um corruption and lies would be exposed and the light would be shined on all darkness so we'll hang in there and uh this is interesting too so as all of this is going on, there's going to be a point, like I said earlier, where the media will not, no matter how corrupt the media is, they will not be able to ignore certain topics. They will not be able to ignore the large amounts because if they sit back and ignore 20 or 30 huge things that are happening in our country, then they look like they're just be They're part of the problem as we know they are, but a lot of people still rely on their news and they think that they're trustworthy, but they're absolutely not. So, um, how do you shut down information well the only way really to shut down the circulation of information without looking like you're completely guilty is to shut off communication in general exactly blackout oh, Matt has yes. so look what i found today so the mainstream media continues to push the narrative that a solar flare storm could bring about an internet apocalypse and shut down the internet for months even for good so i'm going to play this clip real quick so they're they're starting to go out and they're pushing this mainstream so uh this is so is this where we're heading i don't know but Livin sent me something yesterday um that talked about some uh what was it manufactured uh aurora borealis yep. something that they're mm-hmm. going to be doing starting tomorrow, tomorrow in alaska that's supposed to last like four or five days so my, Yeah, my first thought was like, ah, I wonder if this has to do with the other. But I'm going to play this little clip real quick. This is actually from Fox News today.
3: Some of these solar storms can actually disrupt and even damage technology on Earth. The Carrington event, happened in the year 1859, stands as the strongest observed solar storm in modern human history. Now, that caused a lot of problems was back when we had the telegraph, but we almost had one in 2012. Earth narrowly missed that one. So if or when it happens, a solar storm that impacts the globe could become a $2 trillion disaster because it is a magnetic energy that comes through with these storms and that's where we could have problems. If it were to occur, might take a decade for us to recover. Some of the destruction of communication infrastructure could bring about the end of the internet. You heard me right. This idea was actually explored by a UC Irvine student. She researched the potential in her paper entitled Solar superstorms. Planning for an internet mm. apocalypse. One of the greatest dangers facing the internet, with the potential for global impact, is a powerful solar superstorm.
1: So, what I find interesting about this is, notice they didn't go past the internet.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wouldn't you think that a solar storm or something that would knock that out would knock oh, the grids yeah. out, the electricity yeah. out, and everything <laughs> yeah. else out? Notice Pretty they focused yeah, exactly. On so that solar, Mary, I'm right there with you. Manufactured. Yeah, Exactly. And Matt and Head, they are literally setting up the narratives right now. But a solar storm that came down here, disrupted anything, would disrupt everything, not just the Internet. And Steve, I'm right there with you. Too, or, or who said that? It Was it Steve? I lost it. Oh, yeah. Steve said, I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm not going to worry about it either. Like I said, we'll we'll do k- Kilted Christian and, and Smoke Signals. Um yeah, we'll, mm. we'll, yep. we'll let you know. We may have to do it during the day, day. so you guys can actually <laughs> see it. <laughs> right. So if you see some funky clouds going up into the air that don't look yeah. like chemtrails, um, that's us. And well, then, we'll be
2: all right. We're prepared.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So crazy stuff, like I said, setting up the narratives already. So, um, you know, what is this all about? I just find it to be oddly timed because the biggest thing that could happen right now is that Jeffrey Epstein log book or, you know, of all the people that went here and there on his plane. So, um, we'll wait and we'll see, but, uh, be prepared, be prepared. Um, so Justin and there's chaos everywhere. There was, um, some, uh, Palestinian, um, protests going all over. There was one in happening in New York and they literally told the people that were Jewish to stay in their homes and not go out anywhere. All right. Yeah. Um as last I know we live in an America and in America we don't tell people to stay in their homes and don't go out we remove the problem but they let the problem stay and then they told the people that weren't creating the problem to stay home and not go anywhere so they're already causing a little rabble-rousing going on get armed exactly mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing um we're going to be seeing probably more of this tomorrow cuz tomorrow I believe is officially veterans day i think today we celebrate it but i think tomorrow is the actual day. So just keep your eyes open, keep your head on a swivel, go anywhere, make sure you're armed, make sure you've got some kind of protection. Um, I would suggest just getting up early, getting everything out of the way, coming home and enjoying your day with your family. Um, But also, multiple people were shot on Interstate 59 in Birmingham, Alabama. So eyewitnesses tell reporters that masked men began firing into occupied vehicles. So when I say situational awareness and keep your head on a swivel, you never know when and where this is going to come from. You know what I'm saying? Driving down the highway when you think you're all good because you're cruising 80 miles an hour down the street. Um, Apparently, stuff can still happen. So be aware. Don't ever get comfortable at this point. Um, You know, don't fear. Fear not. But, you know, be ready to, Mm -hmm. you know, at least have a plan. Um, So they keep telling us that our schools aren't being indoctrinated. But listen to this. This is an actual elementary school teacher. And she says... Every day is another opportunity to, quote, force kids in public schools to be gay. Oh. If you have children, please Boy, lucky keep them home. Start teaching them at home. You know, I know because a, a lot of these private schools are unaffordable. I couldn't afford to send my child to school if I had one I'm to a private school. I'd certainly be teaching them at home. But this is what you're sending your kids to. You know what I'm saying? And then for you that are paying for your children to go to college, put them into a trade school. We got a great welding school right here, right down the road in yeah, Flemingsburg. It's one of the best, best ones, yeah. beautiful welding school. There's all kinds of schools. There's You can make a great living just being a blue-collar worker. You don't need to be white-collar. You don't need to be a big-city fancy lawyer. You don't want to be a doctor anymore because you're just going to be part of a corrupt system. Just embrace the people that actually keep this country going.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I I would, I'm thankful that I don't have any children in school, you know, but it's so tough right now to have kids. It, they're coming at them every way. It's really heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the Hamas rally that I was talking about taking taken place and I'm not, I mean, I, I, I lived in New York for a small period of time, but this takes place, um, uh, New York city at Columbus square, um, has raised Palestinian flag. The Jewish community is being told to stay away from the area to shelter in place. And like yeah. I said, we live in America. That should never that happen in America. It shouldn't be dangerous for anyone to leave their homes, you know, but with the problem is that they just tell people not to go out instead of actually taking care of the problem. problem. Um, you know, right now, another big thing that's going on too, is that, uh, Mayor Adams, had his phones and his laptops and everything confiscated by the FBI today. So here's the moral of this story. I guess you can't be honest anymore because he called Biden out for not being able to take care of the border. And then conveniently, I mean, even though he's a piece of crap, deep stater himself, mm-hmm. he's being gone after. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I said, you know, that's the great thing about being on God's side is that we, we tend to, to support each other and stand behind one another. Um, those guys... They'll throw each other under the bus. Yeah. yeah you make one wrong move, they turn to each other like crazy. Yeah, they
2: will. Big time.
1: Um, so, yeah, so Laura Loomer did some pretty phenomenal job. Um, so Lolita James is a get Trump fraud, and we all know that. Um, Ingeron, the judge, is a fame-seeking partisan fraud. So Dom Marie Aragon, or, uh, Ingeron, who is his wife, is an F Trump fraud. Um, the Trump organization is the literally only party in this entire clown show that did not commit fraud. And yes. how how ironic is that? Like, literally every aspect of this trial, all the fraud is taking place on the people that are um, going after Trump for fraud. Who is the one person that didn't commit yeah, fraud?
2: Exactly. Uh,
1: At least in that case, yeah. Um, so shameful behavior by seventy Republicans. Um, Making the police state even stronger. Yesterday, while everyone was distracted by the Trump rally and the third GOP presidential debate, 70 GOP Republicans voted in support of the FBI getting an additional $300 million for their new headquarters. Um, Bacon, Barr, uh, Buchanan, Buck, uh, Kerry, Edwards, uh, Ferguson. um, That would not be Eric Ferguson. That would be the congressman. Um... And uh, Sessions, uh, both Smiths. Um, I'm just re- Womack. I'm just reading some of the names that are more familiar. But yeah, so all of these idiots ended up voting for. It. We need Rogers, to get yeah Kentucky. yeah we Whoa. need we need to get rid of the FBI. We don't need to fund these idiots and give them a better place to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not giving us better homes. Matter of fact, they're not giving our vets any homes. They've no. got veterans that are still sleeping out there on the street. And what are they doing? They're sending $300 million to build a nicer house for the FBI who doesn't deserve it. Man, those guys don't deserve anything. You know who needs to be on the street? The FBI.
2: In, my, in, in my opinion. In your opinion. In my opinion. Yeah. Here we go.
1: In my opinion.
2: I think, I think they should. They should try it for a while and see how they like it.
1: Yeah, exactly. In my, in my, opinion. In my opinion. I always got to throw that one in there. In yeah. My Abolish all three letters. Anything that has three letters in the name needs to go. Yes. Period.
2: Absolutely.
1: And if you're, you know, good, then restart it in a good way.
2: Yeah, the IRS, too, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah. So then we got this, you know, I. Accept I God. Accept God. Exactly. Yes, God's absolutely. the only three-letter, but he's not an agency, so yeah. we're good to go. IRS needs to go. Yep. CIA needs to go. My opinion, my opinion, my opinion. That's our safe word, We got a lot of opinions going here. That's our safe word. But anyways, uh, so then we've got um, Elon Musk. You know, who a lot of people are just mm. really trusting him. It's yeah. just, it's insane how many people trust this man. And I, I just, I don't, because he's just a big part of the problem. And, you know, other than giving us the illusion of a little bit of free speech for the moment, you know, that doesn't change everything mm. else that he's doing, including this. Let me play this for you real quick.
4: Elon Musk's brain chip company, Neuralink, are now looking for their first volunteer who is willing to have a piece of their skull removed so that a surgeon can insert this into their brain. Now, if the thought of getting electrodes and wires implanted into your brain wasn't nerve-wracking enough, you would also have to put your trust into a seven-foot-tall robot carrying out the procedure instead of a human. This is because the 64 threads that will be pushed into your brain are one fourteenth 14th the diameter of a human hair, making them far too small for a human to manoeuvre. And if they're off by even the tiniest margin, they could hit a blood vessel in your brain and do some real bloody damage. The company told Bloomberg yesterday that the ideal first candidate would be a quadriplegic and under the age of 40. But if they are successful, in the short term, it would allow them to control technology with their thoughts, and in the long term, allow them to potentially regain their ability to move. The question is, do you think this is a step forward or backward for
1: humanity? Well. I'm not wow. excited about having my brain oh. hacked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's bad enough thinking that they can, you know, control you through frequency and stuff, you know, can but then you, you give them access and a little brain chip and yeah. and then, I mean, because look, look at what can be hacked. They're like the unhackable government website and, and then they're hacked. Yep. <laughs> so you think that someone's not going to take the time, the day that they start implanting Neuralink's, immediately going to start learning how to hack it? Yeah, You know, so all of a sudden like you're running around murdering people and you don't know why you don't realize you even did it yep. So yeah, it's interesting and uh, I want nothing to do with that and then a volunteer Let's start with a quadriplegic. They they won't notice and if we kill them, they can't walk anyways I mean it just it's so disgusting the, the where they go and look, you know, this is a volunteer thing At the very least, you need to start offering some people some pretty big damn money because like he said, if they're like a millimeter of a millimeter of a millimeter off, it can end up ruining your life for the rest of your life. Um, I like this guy right here. He talks about God and he says, nothing's going to stop me from spreading God's truth and nor should it.
5: I will not now, nor will I ever apologize for biblical truth just because it may offend somebody or because it's so fiercely at odds with the world today. There are too many people who are out there twisting and perverting the word of God, whether it's from ignorance or intentionally to mislead people. And far too many people follow these false teachers without ever even opening the book themselves to test their word against the scripture. Yahweh, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Old, Testament is the same God then as he is now people want to claim that God's covenants have changed over time that things events promises discussed in the Old Testament somehow don't apply to the new or even to us today God is the same yesterday today and forever oh and praise the Lord for that right because if God could break his promises break an everlasting covenant then what hope would we have that he won't break his curb promises with us. That he won't say, that's it, I've had enough, they'll never learn, I give up. He's not gonna say that, he never will, why? Because his love endures forever. So what am I saying? God has an everlasting covenant with the Jewish people. How long is everlasting? Look, whether you like it or not, they are his people. And he has not abandoned them, nor will he ever. Yes, they rebel against him continually, and they have throughout the Bible and all of history, kind of like all of the rest of humanity. And yes, they rejected the Messiah when he came, and they were responsible for his crucifixion. But that's just part of the salvation story. Look, the coming tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation, a nation that rejected Christ along with a world that did the same. And this culminates for the Jewish people, the realization that their mistake when the Antichrist, the man of sin, when he exalts himself over everything and sits in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God in the third temple. And yes, no matter what anybody tells you, the third temple will be built. It is a literal structure, not symbolic, not for the Jew. The body of Christ is a temple to the Lord because of the Holy Spirit. This is not the same thing for the Jewish people. They themselves cannot be the temple of God because they do not have the Holy Spirit within them. And you only get that through accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Only those who come to Jesus can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then walk and breathe and live with your body as a temple to the Lord. So why does all this matter? Because Satan is working in overdrive to pervert the word of God. To distort truth and to confuse the world. Right? Remember, he is the father of lies, and because it seems relevant to mention now more than ever, Allah of the Quran is not Yahweh of the Bible. They are not one and the same, and anybody who tries to tell you that they are is lying to you. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through that truth will be more fiercely attacked as this world descends into chaos, into madness.
1: But never forget it. So I love that. Um, I've actually had conversation with people that they're that like, well, no, God did change his mind. That's why he sent Christ down here to die for us. And I'm like, no, God didn't change his mind. God just loves us that much that he gave us another, another chance. chance, just like a parent. I'm going to let you a restriction. You better behave yourself. You know what I'm saying? He didn't say, you know, you guys don't ever have to worry about sinning again. No. He said, go off and sin no more. But he, God sent his son down here because he loves us so much. That he was giving us another opportunity. You know what I'm saying? This has nothing to do with God changing his mind. And i actually had the conversation where people, well, well, God decided that he changed his mind. That's why he sent his son. No, 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 no. God just loves us so much that it was so much sin on this earth that he gives us another opportunity. And it was planned from the beginning. I can guarantee that. It was planned before any of us were on the earth. It was planned before anybody was on the earth. Um. So then we got, uh, let me go through and find some more of this news. So uh, MTB, MTG um, puts the article impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas, and I'm ready for that one right there. British students protesting against Israel are asked uh, what their reaction was when Hamas invaded Israel on October 7th, and they said that they haven't heard anything about Hamas breaking into Israel. So, this just shows you how far these kids are. These these kids that are being brainwashed in their college, who are out there protesting for money, don't even know what they're protesting. They have no idea what is going on right now. Um, so, this guy right here talks about, I uh, still believe that, Vivek um, Ramswani is being groomed by the left to sway MAGA voters over to him. And I agree with that 100%. This isn't about winning an election. It's about pulling votes away from Trump. And that's what this is really about. Because if you listen to him, listen to him speak in an interview, listen to him up there on the podium for the uh, the, the debates, he sounds like a little mini Trump. And he's doing that on purpose. Um, So then we have here the... uh, The clock has been set, and I think this is really about the economy. So I'm going to play this one real quick.
5: How many of you have seen this video with Stephen Greer? Clock has been set, but kind of makes you question what clock he's talking about. I mean, after this video, let me know in the comments. I want to hear your thoughts and what you think that clock being
4: set means. Watch this.
5: My understanding is that if within 6 to 12 months, the results of this new bill... Force forthcoming. In other words, if, if these corporations and individuals don't capitulate and provide what they have to the legal U.S. government,
6: then force will be necessary. Which brings us to the strike team. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about the strike team? I'll just say carefully
5: that people who are utterly fed up and the legal government who have the means to do something beyond a hearing, They're, you know, special operators and whatnot? There, it absolutely a clock has been set. Let's talk about, and the reason for that is they now realize that the organizations doing this are treasonous, Excellent. and they are subverting the interests and in the national security of the United States.
1: So he's right. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, what is he referring to specifically? We're seeing a lot of stuff that's coming out that's being talked about. Um, a lot of uh, corruption is now being exposed, at least publicly. Um, and there will be a point. Who will it be? The special operators he's referring to. They're just going to come in and take care of business because the military can't legally do that. You know, and that's one thing they always say, you know, military is in control. And, you know, Matt, have I agree with that. But um, his name is Stephen Greer, Mary. And I went and looked up to him and he specializes in like UFOs and stuff like that. So it's kind of, um, different topic for him than normally, but yeah, it would have to be like special ops or something like that to do it that are unrelated to the military more than likely, you know, things like, um, Eric Prince's group, you know, whatever it's called now it used to be Blackwater, I think. And, uh, um, you know, so we'll see, but that's the whole thing is that, you know, it's corrupt and who will it be? Will it be the people finally standing up? Um, who knows, you know, at the very least, the, the special operator, special operators, Jesus, is going to come down here and take care of that problem. So we'll have to see about that. Um, so this one, and this is a good question here, right, as well. So for those of you that didn't remember, the um, the bill that was pushed through in order to keep our government open was only for a month and a half, and that was during McCarthy's reign. Now we've got a new um, Speaker of the House in, and he was supposed to make a filing by tomorrow. And I haven't heard or seen anything more about this going forward. Now, the last that I heard was a couple of weeks ago that they were going to open it, but they were going to start going um, group by group by group, deciding who they were going to pull money away from and restructuring everything, but doing it individually rather than a whole. But I haven't heard anything more about that. And as far as I know, Speaker of the House hasn't filed for anything as of today. So he literally has tomorrow, but tomorrow's a holiday. So I don't know if it's even gonna happen, but will the government shut down next week? Take a few minutes to examine the dynamics right now um, on the Hill and you'll see the perfect ingredients for a shutdown. So Senator Schumer filing closure today um, for vehicle for CR mid-December deadline. Likely meanwhile, Speaker Johnson has moved nothing. GOP leadership preparing for Tuesday consideration because this happens on Tuesday of a CR that Johnson has yet to announce and yet to file and he needs to post by tomorrow. So if there is any laddered CR, um, House Dems are uniformly against it. Senate Dems are too, as are Senate Republicans um, who think it's a goofy idea. So Johnson's honeymoon appears to be coming to an end. They pulled the THUD this week, and I'm not sure exactly what that is, but FSGG is having some problems. LHHS can't get out of their committee, will have trouble on the floor, and the same goes um, for CJS. Israel aid is nowhere. Ukraine, Taiwan aid on ice. So nothing's being done. And I'm curious, because we know that they like to do everything last minute. Um, and But you have to make a filing first in order to at least put it forth in front of people to read, go through it, and so forth, and nothing's been done yet. And then, like I said, as of Tuesday... Is the day that the last month and a half um, bill to keep it open ends. So, could our our government be shut down? I hope so. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even notice. Nope. You know what I'm saying like government's been shut down, and they and the Dems always use the same tactic to scare you. No one's going to get Social Security. Yeah. No one's going to get Medicare. And they 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 put out the the boogeyman, but it's all it's non essential, is yeah, what it right, is. Yeah. So so basically congress doesn't get paid yeah. senate doesn't get paid fbi you know some Stop of those things yeah too, like exactly but the stuff that's majority yeah i mean so i i hope oh. that it happens
2: <laughs> and john john's like uh oh, they closed the national forest
7: yeah a- i know <laughs> that, that's what they would do yeah <laughs>
1: non-essential um yeah. so who, who knows like i said i i i could care less you know, they, they disappear and they go on vacation half the time anyways, and nobody even notices. So would you really notice if it was shut down? No. If I didn't tell you the government was shut down two he weeks later, down. would you notice? I doubt it highly. Um, I love this guy right here. I wish I knew his name. Maybe one of you do. Um, but he does these videos on TikTok and he actually goes out amongst kids in college and he talks about the gospel and he allows them to am- to ask their ignorant questions. And hoping to enlighten them a little bit. And they all try to stump him. They all try to stump him. But this guy knows his scriptures so well that he's just on top of him. So I'm going to play this one little clip real quick. Why would you not let me play that clip? Okay, it's on TikTok. That's why. So I will get it open on TikTok and I will play it there. And I think I have to go through and unmute it and play.
7: But you talk about God as a male. Why, who's to say that male, that God has a gender? I, I... Oh, that's
6: very simple, man. God doesn't have big biceps and facial hair. When we say God is he, the only reason we say he is, is because we don't have a personal neuter pronoun. The only neuter pronoun we have is it, and God is not an it. God is a personal being who loves, who loves you. It's pretty good news, isn't it?
7: Well, Some people would disagree with you, but... uh,
6: Onward pieces. Who would... Why would someone say, Ah, shoot, God loves me. I hate that.
7: (laughs) Well, doesn't the Bible say that if someone doesn't believe in God and accept Him into their heart that they're going to eternal damnation? Yes. How can you... How can something love me and also want to give me pain? How can something love me conditionally? That's not love. Love is unconditional, and if God loves me, then he, she, it is not sending me to eternal damnation.
6: All right, all you gotta do is think carefully. What does the Bible say about hell? What it says crystal clearly is, heaven is relationship with God, together with God. Hell is separation from God. And because God is tolerant, and because God respects your free will, God refuses to force you to live life now with him, and then haul you into heaven to spend eternity with him. Instead, he respects your free will. And if you choose to live your life separate from God, you have that right, he's tolerant, he respects your right, and he's not gonna force you to spend eternity with him in heaven. If you you wanna live your life separate from him, you'll spend eternity separate from him, that's hell.
7: So hell isn't like Dante's Inferno? That's right, Dante
6: didn't know about
7: hell,
1: (laughs) (laughs)
6: correct.
7: So, so hell isn't, isn't this eternal pain and anguish? It's just me not being with God?
6: Well, wait a second. You're a beautiful woman. You have gifts. You experience pleasure. You obviously have a brilliant mind. Those are all gifts from God. And when you're separated from God, you're separated from the one who gave you all those good gifts. It ain't going to be a party you're separated from the one who has blessed you with all the tremendous gifts that you enjoy
1: i love that so i guess uh pepper said it was his name is ask cliff if, if, I'm, if i'm correct so um i found this stuff the other day on a TikTok, and man I, I just went through and and watched all of this stuff um pretty awesome pretty amazing and how can you argue with that man this guy i mean Every argument, because these kids, they all try to come out and, and stump this guy oh, yeah. and, and none <laughs> of them can because he down. knows the scripture so well. And he's like, no, you know, why? If you don't want to spend time with God here on earth, why would you care about spending time away from him when you're in hell? Like that's hell. And we've said this before. The worst thing about hell is not the fire, the brimstone and all that other crap. It's the separation from God, knowing that you'll never be able to pray to him. God's not listening to you anymore. That's the worst case about hell. And uh, he said, God gave you a brilliant mind. Well, I, that's to be determined, <laughs> in my opinion, because um, she was pretty dumb. But all the kids that come up and try to stump her. But you know what? I will say that you can watch the kids in the background. Oh, yeah. They're like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? So some of them probably were, were supporting the girl at first, but then, you know, they are like, have their Eureka moment. And that's the brilliance about what this guy does Absolutely. is he does what Jesus did. He doesn't walk into the churches and talk to the people that want to listen. Mm-hmm. He goes out to the people that don't want to listen, the ones that need to hear the word. And and he's awesome. So I highly suggest uh, finding him on on some sorts of media. probably on YouTube as well, I would imagine. But definitely check that out what time we got here, Lim31. So I'm going to say one more thing here. Um, this was awesome. This is probably the greatest thing I came across today. Hadn't really thought of it this way. um, Living sent it to me. And uh, it's the pronunciation of the YHWH, which we say Yahweh, but here's the brilliance of this in particular. It's beautiful. Is it saying Yahweh, saying the YHWH, you never close your lips. Yah, you say Yahweh. So you're breathing out and you're and breathing, breathing in. Exactly. So breath, Robin was right there on top of it. Mm-hmm. It's literally it's the sound of breath. Yeah. And what does God give us? But life. So just try it for a second. Yah. You have to breathe out to say ya, yeah. yeah, and you have to okay. breathe in to say Way. So yeah, it's literally the sound of breath. Yeah. Um, I just, every now and then, I just look at something differently. Okay. I hear something, and I'm like, Boom, I just, if you guys could that. see my mind explode, it would have been <laughs> like watching that yeah. kind of stuff right there. But God gives us life, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? And what is breath? But breath, breath is life. life, it's what keeps us alive. You know, it's one of the things that we need, nourishment, shelter, we need water, we need food, we need breath without any of those things, you know, I mean, we could survive a little bit without shelter, but we need the rest of that stuff to live. That so amazing. just the breath of life is God. That Isn't is that just beautiful? so awesome.
2: I brought tears to my eyes when I, when I came across oh, You could
1: hear the, the preacher that was yeah. explaining it. Mm-hmm. You could hear the tears mm-hmm. in, in the, uh, in the group of the yeah. people that were listening. Yeah. So it's just it's so awesome. awesome. And it, it almost brought tears to my eyes too, just thinking about it. Um, You know, and and God is the breath of life. So what a better way to pronounce God's name than just breathing.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Man. All right. So let's get into the rest of the time for the topic of the night. And I just, you know, for those of you that listened to last night's show, um, I love these conversations. You know, um, it's great because there's a lot of things, you know, like, like the whole um, flat earth or um, biblical earth and the global earth thing. It's interesting to me. But, you know, there's so much good knowledge both ways. Like Pepper brought up a good one um, in our comments earlier, you know, about gravity and things like that. So there's arguments that go both ways. Um, I enjoy the conversation, but, you know, it's not, you know, one of those things that I'm going to, you know, die on the hill about um, because it ultimately doesn't matter. You know, what matters is that relationship with God. And maybe one day we'll know, maybe one day we want to think when we get into heaven, we probably won't even care. Um, But it's still (laughs) a phenomenal conversation. I absolutely love topics and talking about this stuff because it does make me think. And and I liked, I'm like i not one of those people that's like, don't challenge me. You know what I'm saying? Because if I was one of those people that's like, don't challenge me, I would have never come to God to begin with. It was somebody that took the time to challenge me on my thoughts. Same thing with, uh, with uh, Dustin Nemos, how he got into being a follower of Christ to begin with. Was he was challenging scripture, scripture and ended up finding out that he was wrong and where he was going and scripture was real, you know what I'm saying? So so being challenged sometimes, it just makes you stronger. And there's and who wants to go through life without some kind of a challenge? So I enjoy, you know, and I'm never one that'll make someone feel bad about their their thoughts or decisions like that, unless you're trying to convince me that Allah's the only way to heaven. Um, we may have a little bit of a yes. disagreement here. Um, but, you know, certain things, I just enjoy the conversation. It's fun. Um, and like I said, I've heard some pretty good arguments both ways. But one thing that we talked about last night were Nephilim, so the offspring of the fallen angels. So the word Nephilim is found in the Bible two times. First, it's in Genesis 6, 1 through 6, and then again in Numbers thirteen thirty three. Scholars and commentators translate the word Nephilim as giants or fallen ones. So they've got two different meanings for that. Um, You'll find more about Nephilim out of Scripture. At that point, you're getting um, a little bit um, deeper into theology because I feel that, you know, theology in general is also the study of just Scripture as well. But sometimes it does walk outside of it because then you start getting into your theories and so forth like that. Um, Enoch is one of those books that that covers this um, in a little bit more detail than actual Scripture does, but when I see something in Scripture, um, I'm intrigued to go look and search a little bit further to see what they're referring to, and they were mentioned two times in Scripture. So, the Nephilim, specifically, were the outcome of the sons of God mingling with the daughters of Adam. Um, They are known as the great Biblical giants, or the fallen ones, um, the Rephaim, the dead ones. These definitions are all used for one group of beings found within the Old Testament. So who are the Nephilim? Where did the heroes of, were they the heroes of old, the men of the renown? Where did they come from? And uh, we'll we'll get into that. And they certainly weren't the heroes of old. So the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children with them, these um, were the mighty men who were of old, the men of the renown, and you can find this in Genesis 6-4. So we saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Enoch came from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked up the same to them, and that's Numbers thirteen thirty three. So in both of those accounts, it does refer to them as being something that makes us very small in size, which actually means that they're very large in size because god created us in his image he created us the way we were meant to be so they were more than likely bigger than us we weren't smaller than them um who were the nephilim so genesis 6 1 through 4 informed us that the nephilim which means the fallen ones when translated into english were the offspring of angelic beings so lit sons of god and human women um daughters of adam they are known as great warriors of the biblical giants, um, reference Ezekiel 32, 27 and Numbers 13, 33. And we've also got other talks that didn't refer to them as Nephilim, but they referred to them as the giants. I'll go back to David and Goliath. Um, but David, or excuse me, but Goliath was a lot smaller than some of the original ones that walked this earth before. And that was one thing that um, Dustin talked about is that the Nephilim still exist here today but they've lost their size. So they're, you know, as, as far as we know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen um, bones and stuff like that that have been dug up of giants. I've seen uh, a Google Maps actually yeah. that mm-hmm. show giants walking on the streets and you know, yeah. compared to the other people that were walking, and this was all over in the Middle East and stuff like that. I've heard stories about our military um, capturing giants and so forth, but these giants were more like, you know, seven to eight feet. As compared to the giants that I've read also about, that were like twenty feet or something like that, that were like pretty gigantic. So, um, the nephilim are mighty men described in Old Testament as incredibly large and physically strong. So, the word nephilim is translated as giant in some versions of the Hebrew Bible, but left untranslated in others. Um, according to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, this word translated giant in the King James Version. But retained in the revised version, British and Americans is found in two passages of Old Testament. One in Genesis six four, relating to the um, Anti Devulians. Um, the other in Numbers thirteen thirty three, relating to the sons of Anak in Canaan. So, in the former place, the Nephilim are not necessarily to be identified with the children said to be born the daughters of men to the sons of God, and that's Genesis six two through four. Indeed, they seem to be distinguished from the latter as upon the earth before this unholy um, commingling took place. But it is not easy to be certain as the interpretation of this um, strange passage. So in the second case, they clearly represent men of gigantic stature in comparison with whom the Israelites felt as if they were grasshoppers in comparison. This agrees with Genesis 6-4, the mighty men that were of old The men of Renault, um, subjugant, uh, therefore, was warranted in translating by gigantists or giants. So um, they do kind of go back to the same thing. There's almost always a variance within discussing the Nephilim details in Christian circles today. Is there a correct answer to who precisely the Nephilim were? Scholars and theologians find this subject fascinating, and they all argue about their different versions, theories, of this. So, like I said, you get more into Enoch, and, and it gets a little bit further and deeper into this, but just like um, Enoch was mentioned two times in the Scripture, maybe more, I think it was two at least, um, the fallen angels or giants were mentioned twice in there as well. So, the word Nephilim is found in the Bible two times. The first is in Genesis 6, 1 through 6, then again in Numbers 13, Scholars and competitors translate the word Nephilim as giants or, or the fallen one. So, that was one of the, the arguments back and forth but they do come from the fallen ones at the very least. So one reason that Nephilim is often translated as the fallen ones is in relation to the Hebrew word naphal, that's N-A-P-H-A-L, which means to fall. So one school of thought associates these beings with the fallen angels or their offspring. So in Genesis 1 through 6, never states that the Nephilim were giants, but it does say that they were mighty men who were of old, Um, where it does stress uh, giants or that they are larger than we are, um, you know, in the other parts of Scripture that was actually written in. So no one really knows exactly who or what the Nephilim were. However, Scripture gives us clues about who the sons of God and the daughters of men were in Genesis 6, 1 through 4. So there are four different theories to what they were, and I'm gonna read these to you real quick. So, for centuries, scholars from Judaism and Christianity Christianity have presented different views of who the Nephilim were. So the first theory is, the first view is that the fallen angels had relations with the daughters of men, which resulted in a part-human, part-supernatural being the Nephilim. The second theory is that the second position held by some of the demons or fallen angels possessed men and then had relations with the daughters of men resulting in the Nephilim. So it wasn't them just coming down and hooking up with the human females, but the demons possessed them first and then there was a, the procreation which created the Nephilim. Third theory is a third position called the uh, Cethite um, view. And it is held from some scholars that the c view defines the sons of God um, as the righteous line of Seth. And then the fourth theory, lastly, is a view that is held by the minority, is that the sons of God were simply fallen men. So they're all over the place with this. And that's the danger, you know, what what um, Jeff refers to as, as his idea of theology, is when you start, you know, taking what you see and then running away with it because— that. Scripture doesn't necessarily detail or back that up. So, theory one the offspring of the fallen angels and the human women. View that has increased in favor today is that the Nephilim were the offspring of the fallen angels, and human women has increased in favor today in the position that the sons of God were fallen angels who had relations with the daughters of, uh, what is that, Mary? Uh, the daughters of men. So, Genesis 6 1 through 6. And as a result, the Nephilim were born. This is the most popular view in our church today. And in my opinion, it's the one that seems to be more accurate because it doesn't really fall outside of Scripture. It just falls right in line with what it does say, is that sons of God were the fallen angels and had relations with the daughter of men. And as a result, the Nephilim were born. So it does allude to this um, in our Scripture. So the support for the theory is a verse that supports this position um, turn to is Job 1.6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. In connection to this verse, um, Job 38, 7 also tells us that when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So these verses use the same term found in Genesis 6. Theologians historically have interpreted the sons of God as angels which fit right into the context of these verses. One main scripture passage used to defend this view is Jude um, 1, 6-7. So, um, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode. He is reserved in the everlasting chains under the darkness for the judgment of this great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So the Jude 1, 6 through 6-7 passage indicates that some fallen angels went after strange flesh, which kind of goes back into what they referred to back in the Nephilim. So there are a couple of things that don't mention Nephilim specifically, but do kind of allude to... Um, what they meant in the prior scriptures that I mentioned where they did mention the Nephilim. So opposition to this theory, so one pushback for this position is that angelic beings don't have the DNA to combine with humans. They are spiritual beings. Therefore, it's not possible that they can produce offspring. Again, this assumes that angels can't have the same DNA as humans. Some would argue that it is possible because we see two angels take the form of humans in Genesis 19, 1 through 13, who is to say that they can't carry full reproductive capabilities as well. So there was pushback to that theory, but to me, that's the theory that makes the most sense as to what the Nephilim are. So the second theory would be the descendants of Seth. So the Sethite view um, that the Nephilim were here— from the lineage of Seth is growing rapidly within the church and is possibly the most common view today among scholars. So here, the sons of God are defined as the righteous line of Seth, Genesis 5, that obeyed God and married women from the line of Cain. Note, some believe that these women were not exclusive to Cain's family line. The woman who married the line of Seth followed other gods and rejected full allegiance to God himself. So the offspring, as a result, fell away and turned to the system of this world. So according to Jewish historical writings and literature, as early as the first century, Jewish scholars have favored this view. So St. Augustine and then John Calvin are famous scholars and theologists who held this position. Here we assume that from Seth to Noah, Enosh, Canaan, um Mahalal, <laughs> man, I should go ahead and look some of these interpretations up first. Um, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, and Lamech, um, all the past members obeyed God to preserve a righteous lineage. So um, the third theory is the human children possessed by the fallen angels. So when we discuss this third view that the fallen angels possessed men, it may begin to connect with some of some of us because we can see the reality of demonic possession right here today in our own world. And we've talked about that multiple times on this show, is demonic possession needing a host in order to walk this world. So it does fit into that possibility. From the movies in Hollywood to witchcraft around the globe, it's real. So the heart of the question, are the sons of God, if human, able to become possessed? The answer is, there is no evidence in the Bible to support the idea that God's children can become demon-possessed. And, and I feel I agree with that 100%, is that having that relationship with Christ, knowing Christ, walking that that narrow path, um, being baptized, accepting God and you're repenting, I don't think the demons can really do anything possesses. But once again, it's a very fine line here. Because I said um, specifically, um, are the sons of God, if human, able to become possessed? So even though we are the children of God, all of us, everyone in this world is the children of God, um, what happens if you don't have that faith? You don't even believe in God. You consider yourself an atheist. Are you an active child of God? And in that case, could you be possessed? And I feel, yes, I feel by having that relation with Christ is what keeps us the devil and stuff like that from, from even be able to to mess with us any further than trying to disrupt our lives or trying to deceive us. So there is no evidence in the Bible to support this idea that God's children can become demon-possessed. Um, but once again, can someone who doesn't have that relationship, and I believe the answer is yes, but that is just my opinion. So theory four is the offspring of fallen men. So the last few claims that the sons of God were godly men who married ungodly women, not from the line of Seth, just common men. This union resulted in the Nephilim, a group of offspring that fell away. So debate with the theory. Again, we must go back to the fact that there is still debate as to what the term Nephilim actually means as it's related to the verb series to fall, the Hebrew word nephal, the N-A-P-H-A-L. So this view relies on the verb series in the fall, which means fallen or to fall. So support for the theory, um, this particular theory, this position is, in, is um, consistent with Scripture both pre-flood and post-flood, meaning before the flood, these offspring were fallen men. After the flood, when God destroyed everyone but His family of Noah— these Nephilim are still showing up numbers 1333 therefore the Nephilim are simply fallen men but once again it does allude to the fact is that we are like grasshoppers in comparison so once again um you know just this creation wouldn't just create somebody just to become big it would have to be an offspring so that's why i go with the first theory first and foremost so what does the bible say specific about Nephilim so i'm going to go over this a little bit again The Nephilim were mentioned just before the flood account in Genesis 6-4, which states, the Nephilim were on earth in those days and also afterwards. When the sons of God went into the daughters of humans who bore children to them, these were the heroes that were old warriors of renown. So what is the meaning of Nephilim once again? A biblical race of giants or demigods. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, Genesis 6-4. Um, and that's the revised standard version specifically it just came from. So what happened to the Nephilim? One interpretation is that God granted 10% of the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim to remain after the flood as demons, to try to lead the human race astray until the final judgment. And, uh, you know, I do believe in some form, you know, at least their influences is, is in here, but once again, you know, what Dustin was saying the other day or last night is that they no longer had the size. So it would simply be a genetics because you got to remember you know how much time has passed between then and now and you know it would be like you know many people you, you go and do some kind of a ancestry or dna test, and, and you end up with like 40 or 50 different cultures within one person just because people move around you know then you come to a place like america where you've got many cultures living in one place like a, a hot pot cornucopia of different cultures You know what I'm saying? So you further and further and further dilute your, your genetics. Um, Therefore, we've lost the stature of the, the the size of the Nephilim, um, but the genetics still exist within those that had it to begin with. So why are Nephilim on earth after the flood? So this is a question asked by many. If God flooded the earth, killing all mankind besides the family of Noah, how is it that Nephilim are still alive? Scholars have responded a few different ways. And I've actually discussed this with Jeff. Um, I love having these conversations with him. And even he's, you know, isn't sure that there were Nephilim after the Great Flood. But there were talks of uh, one particular person who would have been part of that giant line. Who, in, And even in the movie, the, the newest movie of Noah, um, he was clinging to the side of the ship or the side of the ark. So um, one answer to this question is that Nephilim were giants, offspring of the fallen angels sons of God, and human women. So fallen angels continued reproducing with human women after the flood. Another answer would be the sons of God are fallen men. After the flood, different godly men had relations with different ungodly women and reproduced a Nephilim, Nephilim once again. So now we're going to go um, out into Enoch, out of Scripture. So um, the book of Enoch describes angels marrying women on earth. And the offspring was a giant-type being. So Enoch is not considered the inspired, authoritative word of God. Jews and the early Christians held this book as a good read, meaning it wasn't fully accurate but still had nuggets of truth. And that's one reason that, that Jeff really won't go into Enoch himself is because he doesn't feel as It doesn't? There there's certain contradictions that go from, uh, from the book of Enoch and Scripture itself but once again, Enoch was mentioned in Scripture multiple times. So we know he existed. We know that he has some relevance because he was also one of the only two people that were ever taken off this earth and pulled into heaven without actually dying. So some say that it should be in biblical Canaan um, because Enoch is quoted in both Jude 1.14, um, but other writings are also quoted in Scripture that are clearly not the Word of God. Um, Acts 17 28, Titus 1 12. So, are the rephaim the, the or the um, anakim connected? Let go up here real quick. So, we cannot um, forget to consider that the, the rephaim, when we speak of giants in the Bible and the Nephilim, and this is Genesis 14 5. Um, one of the definitions of rephaim, according to the Jews, is a people group or of greater than average height and stature. So, Deuteronomy 2, 20 through 21, also known as the uh, Zamsmen, They were all tall as the Anakim, according to Scripture, which are other giants in the land. So, where did these giants come from? Some would argue that they can be tracked back to Genesis 6. Um, This conversation is a fun conversation. These are things that I look into and I enjoy reading about. Um, Like I said, is all in all it doesn't matter in our land because it doesn't affect our relationship with Christ. It doesn't affect what we were asked to do here or repentance or anything like that. But it is interesting because I do like um, further sourcing and reading about what is mentioned in scripture, especially the things that don't go into greater detail. But the question or the, the problem is when you start venturing outside of scripture, you've got some people that go all over the place. So if you ever are reading anything about Nephilim or anything that scripture covers, but they go into further detail outside of scripture, just make sure that you trust the person that you're reading. Because remember, the devil is a great deceiver and he will do anything he possibly can to deceive you. So you maybe enjoy some of this stuff, enjoy researching it, but don't, put everything into that basket because, and don't let it distract you from what the scripture really wanted you to focus on. And that is your relationship with the heavenly father, accepting Christ into your heart, repenting for your sins, abiding by those old laws, spreading the gospel and doing that kind of stuff. Um, other than that, to me, it is just interesting stuff, but well, anything that we do to talk about that's outside scripture is just an opinion, um, interest and so forth. So once again, be very careful walking out of Scripture. Be very careful researching some of the, um, the theology that lies outside of Scripture, unless you've got a very firm foundation within the Heavenly Book first. Absolutely. So that was a fun read. It was a fun research. I went through and found a bunch of things, but um, I found I kind of combined a couple things. This one right here, the four theories, um, were covered differently in other articles and other things that i had read um this one kind of brought all the theories in together and it also one thing i liked about it is it showed these similarities what was in scripture but it also showed um some of the things that, that don't aren't necessarily proved in scripture yeah um but like fun that. conversation on the left because when i was a child um i don't you know they never talk about this kind of stuff in church Mm-mm, you know ever yeah. um but it's still pretty darn interesting and Very interesting. uh And it helps you kind of maybe get a better understanding of what we could end up fighting at some point because, you know, the evil on this earth that's walking around the demons, Nephilim bloodlines, Canaanites, and so forth. They're the ones that are creating all this carnage right now, devil leading them, you know what I'm saying? The the one who's running this earth at this point, Um, which makes you kind of special, avoiding walking away from this, not fearing, letting go of the anxiety, not getting caught up in this chaos, knowing that God's going to come back. Like I said, keep your focus on that. Never turn your back. Get stronger every day. Mend that armor because you're going to need that armor more and more as we go through. My mom says every day, are we going to make it? We can even make it to the end of the year. And I laugh and I'm like, who knows at this point? But if we don't, we're either going to be in heaven or um, hopefully raptured. And uh, we're watching everything from a very safe place transpire on this earth. Um, But like I said, that's the big question is when is rapture. Pre, post tribulation, nonetheless, stand up, do what God has. If we, if it is a post tribulation um event, the rapture is, God's gonna give us everything that He needs, and He would also have us here for a reason. So we definitely need to stand up and do what we can do. But um, everyone, that was a fun conversation. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get a little prayer. Just a quick reminder before we go, we will be back on Sunday. Boy, Lemon's gonna be joining us. We're gonna have a great um brother, sister, and a Bible on that day. I'm still praying for Jeff that he just gets better because then he wants to come on and talk about um, the should we trust our government? Because that's mm-hmm. one big thing that I see a lot of people going back and forth on because, you know, what did, what did Jesus mean by, you know, abide by the the, the laws of, of the land? Um, so it's going to be a great conversation. And Jeff, we already had this conversation, is very fair um, about it because he goes by what Scripture says. But, you know, he also has his own feelings about how that is perceived as well. So that'll be a great conversation. But in the meantime, like I said, no show tomorrow night. I've got to do a job um, tomorrow and I've got stuff to do around the house and I've got to get some money coming in here. So that's why I'm going to be doing a lot of the editing and I'm trying to do it in the nighttime after I finish these shows for the most part. But I got to get a project done for tomorrow. So if everybody would please bow their heads, we will get you on to the other shows, get a little spiritual warfare in the meantime. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Dear Lord, thank you for the interest and intrigue that we have as we read scripture but father i ask that you are with us as we venture out of it um some things we have questions about things we don't understand and there's a lot of theories theologians people that we trust some people that we don't trust that are putting out a lot of information so father if we're reading a book if we're looking through the internet for these answers dear lord i just pray that you give us all the wisdom and discernment not to get distracted by what we need to be focusing on and not to be deceived by the the false prophets and the false people out there that are trying to put out theories in order to distract us dear lord let it be something that we don't get involved in and we don't get sucked into dear lord it's going to pull us off that path and the missions that you have granted us right here on this earth and i thank you dear lord for having trust in us and the patience with us to bring us to where we are today and dear lord We have a lot of questions, um, you know, that the Bible doesn't necessarily answer. It gives us all the answers that we need. But dear Lord, we don't have the dates and the times, and that's okay. We don't need them. We just need the strength and the the faith, dear Lord, to build up every single day. Let us understand what our missions are and be well prepared for them. Dear Lord, if we are meant to be in this world during the trials and the tribulations that are going to be taking place, Dear Lord, let us be ready and prepared because at that point, if we are still here, it's because you need us right here. and You need us to serve you and do what we can. Dear Lord, we're watching truth be uncovered every day. The world is starting to peak a little bit more underneath that veil. So let us all stand up, dear Lord, at this time and utilize this opportunity, not only to help spread the truth of what's happening on this earth, let them understand the deception that's going on here, but to help them find you, dear Lord. Help them find that narrow path. Help them find that relationship with one that died on that cross with our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, let us never waste an opportunity to talk to someone, even out and about, dear Lord. Worst thing that can happen is we talk about Jesus Christ and they don't want to hear it. But at least we get to talk and mention that name. And maybe one day they'll remember the time that we tried to speak to them and that'll influence them a year or two later, dear Lord. Let us never forget that some things are in people's own times. You give us that free will. You also give us the free will when we decide as humans to find that relationship with you. But dear Lord, never let us cease in trying to spread that word so that they can find that same love, mercy, and grace that we have within you every single day. Father, you have given us a purpose right here on this earth more than eat, sleep, work, and repeat. You give us missions dear lord you give us special skills each and every one of us which are going to be put into the same huge mission dear lord that we're walking into in these chaotic times dear lord i ask that you remove all fear from us remove the evil and the temptation of satan dear lord as he tries to intervene in our lives the closer that we get to you dear lord always remember that we need to be forgiving we shouldn't forget but dear lord we should always forgive we should never let hold on to grudges. We should never create trauma. We should never perpetuate trauma. We should always try to eliminate it as all possible, dear Lord, and stay out of it. We don't want to create division, dear Lord. We want to create unity once and for all for all of us around this world, realizing that we are all the sons and the daughters of God, our Heavenly Father, you. And dear Lord, I thank you for giving us all these different platforms around this world that people are utilizing during this time in order to spread that word give their testimonies, talk about you in a a, a fun way, not to judge, dear Lord, but with open arms and welcoming. And I thank you for the family that's building more and more every day, which is why it's more important that we pray for our enemies than ever, dear Lord, because we're not trying to destroy their army as much as build ours. So let's remove them from the evil army, bring them over here, and they can end up becoming some of our greatest warriors. I always go back to Paul Someone that was very questionable, but ended up being one of the greatest spreaders of that gospel and ended up dying in your name, dear Lord. Let us be ready to die for you as well. Let us stand up and do. I know you're never going to put us on a mission that we're not going to complete, dear Lord. So let us have confidence in that. Let us have faith in you, dear Lord, and let us all be here for one another. So if one of us has a question, if one of us stumbles, there's another one there to pick us right back up and put us on our feet. And dear Lord, we'll be there one day to do the same for them. And I thank you for this unity, this family, and this love. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. Well, everybody, I hope you all have an absolutely beautiful weekend. Love spending the time. We've had some pretty great conversations uh, all week. Uh, last night's show was wonderful. If you guys get a go back and, and chance to hear that. Um, like I said, Sunday, we're going to be, uh, hopefully having Boilerman here with us, and we'll have a great conversation as well. I love talking to him as well. He's just an amazing person Absolutely. and, uh, we'll be lining up more interviews as well, as well as more topics. Um, God's been really good about answering me quickly. Sometimes at the last minute, like tonight, you know, I've been looking <laughs> into this for a while and then I was like, you know, what a perfect, uh, what a perfect carry on from last night's conversation. Cause like Absolutely. I said, you know. Just like Enoch, just like the Nephilim, they're mentioned a couple times in Scripture, but not in detail, you know. So that's one of those things we have to be very careful about, but it's still a fun conversation. But everybody, I hope you had an absolutely beautiful week, and I hope you have a beautiful weekend. We will see you on Sunday for episode 484 of Kilted Christians. It'll be brother, sister, in a Bible with Boilerman. Hope to see you all there. In the meantime, it's the weekend. Don't worry about the news. Do something that will make you feel good. Get into some scripture, kick your feet off or your shoes off, go outside, bury your feet in the sand, hug a tree, spend time with some loved ones, put a puzzle together, paint a painting, just do something that makes you feel good because this world's trying to make us not feel good, trying to keep us in anxiety, and we can defeat that with everything that God gives us, love, grace, mercy, laughter, and all those beautiful things. Guys, I love you very, very much. We will see you on Sunday. Have a beautiful Saturday, and I'll leave you with this.
0: a perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night. That our flag was still
1: there. Oh, so- Everyone have an absolutely beautiful weekend. Remember this, guys. Fear not, stress not, let go of the anxiety. We are so fortunate enough to know how this ends. God wins. And all that truth is going to be revealed. The darkness will no longer be able to hide. Just waking up one soul at a time is all we can do at this point. Step up. Stand firm. Protect your family at all costs. Situational awareness. Make sure you don't go anywhere without a plan. Protect those women. Protect those children. Men, do what you can to Go out at nighttime and don't let them go anywhere. Like I said, that's part of our job is to do the things we don't necessarily want to do to protect our families. But, guys, I love you all very, very much. We will see you on Sunday. Have an absolutely beautiful Saturday. We will see you soon. And God bless.